0: Coming up, we got a master class for you on how to grow your Google Play downloads and more importantly, your retention. You'll discover how today's guest uses Facebook groups to get downloads and user feedback, the key learnings from the hundreds of A-B tests he runs a week, and how localizing his app led to even more growth. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. With over 120 million happy users, Theorem Reach is helping app developers make more money with fun, rewarded surveys that you can easily add to your app. Go check out theoremreach.com to learn more. B7Dev.com is the app development firm dedicated to helping entrepreneurs go from app idea to success because they understand startups and don't charge you huge fees just to get your app off the ground. Learn more at B7Dev.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action pack content related to growing your app downloads and, more importantly, your app revenue. I've been really wanting to talk more about the revenue and the retention side of things because I feel like that's where it's at, right? Like, we talk a lot about growth, but we have to talk all about how do you actually make money and keep your users so that you can actually turn this into a legitimate business. And today, I've got a phenomenal guest for you. He is a successful indie app developer, and you know me. I love talking to indie app developers, how they've been able to build a business that they can really afford their lifestyle just from apps alone. It is the dream of all our indies out there. So without further ado, let me introduce this guest. His name is Simon Bacher. He is the founder of Ling Languages App. Now they'll teach you how to learn Thai, how to learn all these different languages that you might be like, I didn't know that I wanted to learn that language, but they do have it and you can learn up to 50 languages using their app Ling Languages. Just go to ling-app.com. All that is linked in your favorite podcast app. But without further ado, Simon, welcome uh, Welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Steve. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Simon, really excited.
0: <laughs> man, I have this little webcam and I felt like I had to look into it to do all that intro stuff because I don't know, I'm just so used to it. <laughs> but dude, let me talk to you about this. Like, How did you first start, get started in the app space? Like, What, what inspired you?
1: Yeah, so uh, about now, sorry, six years ago, um, we had like my wife and I, or back then was my girlfriend. Um, during our studies, uh, we had the idea to create a learn Thai app or a l- app to learn the language of Thai because my wife is from Thailand. Mm-hmm. And then um, my wife just saw, okay, they're, they're not really good apps out there yet, and so we just uh, started making this. And my wife did the recording, I did the coding, wow. and then yeah, during. The when when it when it started making some money, um and when it started making some money, we already had some day jobs and then we just quit the jobs and came to Thailand and just created more apps.
0: Wait, where were you in where were you before?
1: Oh yeah, in Germany, sorry. Okay. So we were both in Germany, I met her in Germany, yep.
0: Why why did you guys decide to move to Thailand?
1: Um, Just because yeah, she's from Thailand and then um, we figured it's a bit cheaper for us to like get started because uh, if you make a 500 or 600, I'd say a thousand euro from a month from the app and then it's hard to live from the app alone in Germany. Because then maybe you can pay your rent and that's it. And then in, in Thailand, you can have a good life for two people there. And then also, yeah, I just love the country. I was before there and it's just an awesome country. It's very nice and warm and friendly people and everything. So, yeah, we just decided to go there. And then we wanted to travel around more, mm-hmm. actually, um, because we are pretty location independent by that time. But then we got kind of stuck here. Be- so nice. <laughs>
0: That's awesome, man. Hey, when when she was looking at other Thai apps, like what was what was missing?
1: Um, okay, back then that was five years ago, and And it was just um, okay, you had some phrase books for tourists, um, and you just had the the common phrases like "hello, how are you" or "how can I get to a taxi," Mm -hmm. and then that's it. And then they were really um, yeah, the recording was not so nice, and then um, also it was that um um yeah yeah we we also added a quiz so we we also did the facebook app right um but then we added a quiz to actually learn a little bit of the language and we also added a flashcard function um mm. to that and no one else had that by that time and actually yeah now we got also copied a little bit so now it starts that uh, other people also have that but yeah back then uh it was totally new
0: was it, I know back then it was, what, what's, I mean, that was 2015, right? Like, so 2014. Yeah, exactly. So like, I mean, still like apps were, I guess like some of the strategies that worked back in the days was still working, like some of the reskinning stuff. What, how did you guys go man, manage growth? Like one, I mean, yeah. one, there's so many questions I have. So I mean, I don't want to bombard <laughs> you with it, but like, how did you know One, there was be a market for it? And did you actually generate money from it? And then two, like, what was your early growth strategies kind of doing this on the side?
1: Okay, so early growth strategy was fa- definitely Facebook, <laughs> posting on Facebook groups. So um, during our jobs, right, we didn't have that much time. But then on the weekends, we just started um, when, it, when the first version of the app was out there, it was totally free and no, no monetization yet. And then, But we just started um, posting on uh, like Learn or uh, what was it, um, Thai expat Facebook groups, mm-hmm. like people living um, in Thailand from abroad. Um, and then we just started, okay, are you interested in learning Thai, right? Um, and then you can get the app totally for free. We just launched it and stuff like that. And then, uh, yeah, we got a lot of feedback from that. And, and then we thought, okay, um, yeah, so th- we got that the, fir- the first few hundred downloads from that. Um, <clears throat> and then we get some feedback, okay, why is the app not in German? Because they- we also posted in German groups. And then we just did the localization in German. <laughs> that was the first thing. Um, which also drove more downloads because then we got more downloads from Germany. And then we thought, okay, um, yeah, Thai is nice, but then we get, uh, we, we could make this in like more and more languages. And mm-hmm. that was the next drive of the growth that we just uh, said, okay, we yeah, we can have an app to learn Thai and then we can have an a app to learn Chinese and Spanish. And we knew a Chinese person, uh, a girl who, who just did the recording and the translation for us back then. Nice. Um, and then we hired a, ju- uh, a Spanish student and then we just went from there.
0: That's awesome, man. So how many apps do you guys have in total? Do you know?
1: So now we have more than 200 or 250. Uh, but back then, yeah, it, it was just that. And then we just, for each, uh, new language just, uh, created
0: a new app. What a I- yep what I love about your story is I have the similar story. Like I, well, I did everything Simon, but like I did the recordings for my first app. Like it was just me talking and I was this polished I feel like I'm pretty polished now, but I'm like, I wasn't this polished. I was like, Hey, a, a Apple BB car or something like that. You know, I just did all those recordings myself and I developed it, but I love how you guys could sort of utilize the things that you could utilize. Cause I think a part of some indie app developers like, well, I don't want to do that or I don't want to do this. And your wife just, or now your wife she just got in there and she's like i'll do the recordings you know
1: <laughs> yeah yeah she's really nice and she, she also did really pushing because i'm I'm a bit perfectionist and then we we worked quite a lot of this app and then it was so ugly because we did our when we did our first design it was basically just us uh, and my wife did the design on uh on uh what is, on, on slides you know um, oh, yeah. <laughs> nice dude <laughs> um and then it was so ugly and then I didn't want to launch it. And then I also listened to all these podcasts and said, okay, I need, we need a launch plan and stuff like that. Mm. But then she just said, okay, let's go ahead and just launch it. It doesn't matter. And that was definitely the right choice because then we get that, all that feedback.
0: Yeah. I love that dude. And I love the, the Facebook group stuff too, that it was expats in Thailand, that's probably the part target market people who really want to learn the Thai language and let's get early feedback from them. Because I think a lot of times we know when you post in Facebook group, people are so much like they'll hate on you if you just start trying to promote your app. But if you try to find the right group, they might not. And you go, look, man, like we just wanted to build this, or we're very similar to you guys, right? Like I'm a German guy living in Thailand. I want to help you guys. I built this app because I needed this. Can you guys give me some advice on how I can make it better?
1: Yeah, exactly, and that's actually still a strategy we use now. Um, and then actually, where we nice. thought, okay, when we when we uh, post and we, we post, post in one or five Facebook groups, we can if we have fifty languages, we can post in hundreds of Facebook groups, mm. which is, is a little of I admit that. But um, actually, what, what we do also now a lot is just say, okay, um, guys, we have this app out there. Uh, can you give us some feedback? And we give us we give you uh, a coupon for either a year or sometimes even a lifetime. Wow. And then we don't really care about the revenue. Just we drive to the early downloads and then we just say, okay, please, can you comment here if you if you are interested? And then we get sometimes like posts with hundreds or two hundreds of comments. And then obviously Facebook rank, ranks it up. And mm. then that's really cool. And then you could do this for a lot of different groups because, I mean, for 50 languages, there are like so many groups out there. And then, yeah, yeah in the end, Facebook locked us a little bit. Uh, So we had to hire sometimes people to actually do the Facebook group posting. Um, but yeah, it really worked. It really worked.
0: I like that. You know, I've been wanting to do this. I don't know if it's a course or I don't know what it's going to transition into, but these like side hustle tactics in ways where it doesn't, I call it side hustle, even though you guys are doing this full time, but like These little like growth strategies, little growth hacks that people aren't thinking about. Yes, they require a lot of hustle. And yes, you know, I think too many times people want to just spend money a little bit. But I love this. Like, this is great. (laughs) You know, you're like, I'm not even trying to make money. So like, why wouldn't people want to be like, yes, this isn't, you're going to give it away for free. Okay. I'm willing to take it. Giving away something free yeah. of people we be like, okay, I don't mind you spamming me in a way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So actually, yeah, we, we, I, I, I was really afraid that people we got hate, uh, like hating on us. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the case pretty much at all because because of that, that uh, the app was basically free for them. They didn't have anything to lose and they were really interested. Yeah, exactly. As you said, it's also important to uh, have the right to segment it correctly that you don't post in like, irrelevant groups because that sucks, yeah.
0: Now, you know, one thing you talked about too, was trying to improve upon the app and trying to really get feedback from these early users when you're posting these things. So how have you gone about trying to improve, you know, the most important things are going to be retention within yep. the app?
1: Yeah. So um, one uh, important strategy we use right now is, is A-B testing uh, for our features. So right now we actually trying for every single um, screen that we have new, we tested with a B testing and we use Firebase for that. They have a, um, they have a technology called remote config and then you can, they do that for free actually. Um, and then just, okay. For example, we added a tutorial where we like, where we increased or or made the onboarding better of the app. And then we just said, okay, we tested with that tutorial and without the tutorial and see if the retention rate goes up. And that's, that's been really cool. What have you learned? So, So that, um, yeah so for example, that tutorial um it really increased the retention rate a lot um and that that was one one learning and the other learning is we introduced a seven days trial uh, and before that we didn't have a seven day trial and then um yeah we, we also checked of course if the revenue goes up or if people cancel mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. and then yeah uh, but so the the uh the when the when they did the the subscription um it was about like probably thirty percent up. And then, maybe twenty percent cancelled, but then we still had ten percent more in the right. end, so that was also great and the other one is, oh yeah, there was some other one that we removed or skip login in so um before yeah when when you just start the app in Ling, you are required to uh, you can you can either say, sign in or skip the login in and then um we made an experiment to skip the login in uh, sorry to uh remove the skip login in option so that you have to log in and then the retention rate really went up just because of this. Uh, Yeah. I I don't know actually why, but maybe they are more committed if they sign up. But I mean, even from people just open the app, um, if you take that number and take the percentage of them, uh, the retention rate went up when we removed the skip login button. Yep.
0: Oh, so now you pretty much make people sign up then.
1: Yeah, exactly. But I mean, our competitors also do it. So pretty much all of them. So maybe they did the same test and then uh, that's why they do it as well. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, this is why we like sharing tests because it's like, yes, you know, like, hey, I ran this test. It worked, you know, like you feel pretty confident that yes, you're gonna have to build this feature too to do it the Did you see any drop off in terms of like, hey, these were many people were signing up when we had this skip now this many people were driving up less
1: um yeah, there was a little little drop off, but it was not that I don't even know the percentage now, but it it was they definitely outweighed um of the advantage of. People staying longer in the app, so yeah, because in the end it's it's more about okay people to actually for example complete the first lesson it's because we 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 make the uh, language learning a bit like a game, so you have like a lot of different lessons, and if people complete the first lesson, they are obviously much more likely to pay, and then yeah, so we really look more about this one, not about really okay how many people open the app because then many of them they just open the app and don't even complete the first lesson then. It's it's not really, really worth uh, going after these users, right?
0: Now, Simon, so, mean, since I know a little bit of background of you, you're actually making most of your money on a Google Play versus iOS through subscriptions, correct? Yep, correct. Man, you're you're like an anomaly here because most of the time you hear the exact opposite, like, you know, subscriptions. iOS is the, the king of subscriptions and making money. What do you think has really led to you figuring out Google Play and making money through subscriptions on Google Play? Um.
1: Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, we make like 95% of the downloads of Google Play. <laughs> um, and But actually, we make not 95% of the. It's a, m- maybe about 70% of the revenue of Google Play. Mm-hmm. So actually, you want to try to get stronger in iOS too because the iOS users are, are more valuable. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, there's a special thing that um, with our language learn apps that Google Play allows us to uh, um, publish one app for each, um, what, um for each language mm-hmm. and then apple also did that and then now they they um don't really do that anymore and i think that's one of the drivers where um um it, it just you can't really put a lot of keywords if you have one app as opposed to 50 apps right. so that's just something that um yeah was in in ios slowed us down a little bit on ios and yeah but in in google play um what we also do a lot is um is A/B tests in on the Play Store, so um, so we do like A/S/O and then we try different A/S/O tactics. And then um, because in Google Play you can just say make the uh, do A/B tests directly from Google Play, and they can't really do this in iOS. So we, we do a lot more A/S/O on Google Play.
0: What are you always testing? Because I know you know you you and I talked about this too. The like the short description, putting more like converge rate optimization or social proof that tends to work for you guys. What else are you guys testing on Google Play?
1: Yeah so um we do yeah screenshots icons short description long description obviously and then we do like every week we do uh, with my two vietnamese girls uh, the mm-hmm. the project managers they um do um probably at least 30 40 tests each weeks each wow. week or every every two weeks um and we have always meeting where they actually show us uh, show i mean they write down the tests that were totally green or totally red you know because in the you have in the google play you have that uh what is that uh the they are like 90% sure that you mm-hmm. are in a in a certain range right of uh percentage and then if the percentage is like for example 2 to plus 2 to plus 10 that's totally green and then we write it down because then we we know okay that was a really good test we should try more of that again and then the same thing for the red test um, because then we know, okay, that sucked right that uh, we, we should not all uh, right, you know that i mean it's also nice to know that you got a really i mean i think i I, really like, I like to test they are totally red or totally green if it 's something between them, we just don't really know much about if it worked or not um so that that's just the learnings, and then yeah what what we did is um for the screenshots, for example, yeah, we ch- changed like the color scheme um that was actually really big change or it was not a big change but it was a big change in downloads oh. uh that we just changed the green to color you know like the rainbow colors or something e- each screenshot has a different color and that was uh i don't know maybe 15 percent wow uh downloads yeah yeah that was that was i'm nice. looking at and the learn
0: tie app so i see like it starts off with like sort of that yellow that's very brand oriented then it goes green pink blue
1: yeah orange yeah exactly. green yep Exactly, that was that was really nice.
0: Sorry, Dimmy cut you off. Go ahead.
1: Okay, and then oh yeah, and then you I got the strategy from you at social proof. And then we just said, Okay, download like for millions of users of which is true, right? Five million mm-hmm. users or something. Um, and that put that also in the screenshot titles. That was also a big increase.
0: Nice man. Hey, the who comes up with these tests? Like, is it the your ladies, the the, your project (laughs) managers that comes up with these different? Like, I would have never thought to go rainbow colored in my screenshots because I thought Google Play like (laughs) screenshots wouldn't even matter that much.
1: Oh, actually, actually, uh, the 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 order, um, in the terms of what matters most is yeah, the icons, and then the screenshots on Google Play for us, and then after that, only short description, and then the long description.
0: Interesting. It's so, Because I always thought, Simon, that Google – and uh-huh. maybe I don't use an Android that often, but like I thought Google – in the search results, the short description is only shown and the icon and the app title is shown, but then you don't see the screenshots until you click into the app. Is that still the case or is it something different? And why do you think that screenshots make such a huge difference?
1: Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, it's actually a good question. So, I mean, you, you still see uh, – let me let me open the <laughs> let me <laughs> open the story and I, just, I like it um, <laughs> yeah i mean okay you you see them small right but you still see them right and then you can you can also click on the screenshot so if you open the the play store uh you know store listing, right mm-hmm. under the install button you you still have the screenshots right and then i know it's it's not as as prominent maybe in as an i o s but when i download the app i also Often click on the screenshot and then you can see the, the full the full screen of the screenshot.
0: I see. So yeah, you just to kind of condense what you said. Hey, it's the app icon. It's the app title, and then it's the screenshots. Is that what you said? Like those are three more important. Oh yeah.
1: Things. I, I mean, app title. We, at the title we don't really uh, test a lot because you cannot, cannot really A/B test that in, in right. Play Store. But all the other like yeah. Other than that, the screenshot, icon, short description, and then for the long description, it's more like the first sentence or the first maybe uh, section, but that, that really matters. That's where we found out.
0: Love it. Okay. One other thing I want to learn from you is about how you're using SEO traffic to get people to download your app.
1: Yes. Yeah, so that's what we just started this because what we saw is our competitors compared to us, we have a lot of app downloads, but then compared to the ratio of web visits, we are like zero. Mm-hmm. We, we, now we are a little better, but uh, and then all the other competitors, they have a really good website and everything. And obviously, it also, also drives a lot of tra- traffic. And the reason why we want <clears> to <throat> do this is because we created um, a web um, app as well. So you can just use our app now also on the web. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we want to drive, drive traffic to there. And then we have a block um, for right now for learning Thai, and we started also for learning Ser- Serbian, and now we start to learn tucker log as well so we want to have all these languages um and then we are starting to get to uh, contact other blocks and other travel blog blocks to actually um you know send us uh send us backlinks and our uh, um link our content so that we, we increase our ranking we use use this tool called hrefs for mm-hmm. seo analysis that's really great um <clears throat> and then you can see like how 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 we, real ranking inf- it, it gets influenced by all these backlinks, so that's that's what we do have been doing that from i don't know two or three months on, and now we, we really go
0: into that more so you're using HRS to kind of figure out all right what are the keywords you want to target for a blog post, write that blog post, and then have your team go out and maybe build some backlinks to that particular blog post as well
1: yeah exactly, and we have we have a the the money page or how do you call it is like a link com slash learn for example. Mm-hmm. And then we try to link many of the blog posts to that page and I also see. many of the backlinks to that page. And then uh, try to push this. I mean, our goal is for, for learn Thai to get on the, on the first 10 or even on the first five uh, search results of Google. So that, uh, yeah, then we have a lot of traffic.
0: And then the, the web app, that's going to be something that you're monetizing as well, Right. It's a free yeah, free and then
1: it's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's the same as the app. And then right now, what we do is um, when you um, visit the website on your computer, it goes to the web version. And if you visit on the phone, it, ah. we just show the download buttons of the Play Store and App Store. And yeah, and then if, if you use the website, then we monetize the same way, also with subscription. We use Stripe for that. Yes. And then we have 3%. Uh, of thirty percent. So that's
0: also nice. <laughs> yeah, I can see why you might be wanting to push people more to the web stuff too. Are you doing anything <laughs> with the email stuff and be like, oh, well, you got people to sign up. Maybe they didn't pay through the web or through the app itself. But are you driving them to the web at all? Yeah, yeah. Mail marketing so strategy. We,
1: yeah, yeah. We did, we did. Um, yeah, we do. Do right now mainly pro- promotion, like just sending out emails to uh, when when it was new with the app with the web. We just mm-hmm. sent out emails to, to drive there. Uh, yeah, I think right now we don't do automa- automized like emails to send them to the web yet. But we w- right now we also work a lot on our email strategy so that we uh, yeah send more automized emails um, for people to, to, to engage people more, to send them more pr- like progress reports of the app mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah.
0: One of the things I put together too was the progress reports, man. those are a good thing like i I kind of used this, and this is going to be a, a course that I put together on master 's Academy, but essentially, I was like like how do you increase virality and one of those topics was this. I use zero fasting app and they send me a progress report every week. But the cool thing within that assignment is they say like, well, it's fasting, right? So I am always fasting, but like, they go, Hey Steve, here's your fasting and you could tweet this. And I was like, I wonder if anybody's tweeting this and they are. And I think with these progress reports, it's people are more willing to share things that make them look good. So like, If I fasted for a very long time the previous week, I'm way more willing to share it too, right? And Mm. I just started thinking about like, all right, people are way more willing to share things that make them look good. So try to give them these progress reports that make them look good, right? And they're way more willing to share it. And then have it, you know, like all those little share buttons. And then boom, you're off and running there.
1: I'm writing that down. The strategy now, thanks, man. Uh, that uh, we do like you know uh, we we do it really po- in a positive way. I mean we, we just set set this up. We haven't done it yet because it's a little bit tricky with the technology uh, because you have to connect our database. Like because obviously you have to yeah. show the user the real stuff, right? And then we have right, to connect right, the right. database with the system. But uh, we just started, and then yeah, um, we it's good, a really good idea to put a share uh, function there in the email too. Yeah. I don't yeah, it's just like, it's that. a
0: simple, like tweak this. And then people are starting to tweet the crap out of it. And I was just looking on Twitter to see what people <laughs> share. And then, you know, like, well, That's great. I mean, it's part of everything's the, what you've done first and foremost, what I always say about virality is build a user base first and foremost, <laughs> Like because I talk to people who are like, Hey, you know, and there's this virality thing. And I'm like, you don't even have product market fit yet. Like why are you thinking about virality already? Well, you don't even have product market fit. Like think about product market. Fit yeah. First. So don't think about for virality. sure. Okay. You agree. Yeah, Exactly. Side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I,
1: I didn't really do a lot with virality. I mean, I'm not really expert in virality, but yeah. obviously we also have a share button, uh, but it doesn't really drive too much in compared to the organic downloads that we get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, yeah, one, one of the things that we actually drove a lot of downloads is just localization. But that's mm-hmm. also something that uh, is, uh, I think, one of the biggest things actually. Really? Because we we have the yeah, I mean, we have we have these uh, fifty languages right and then why not making the 50 languages also in 50 under and 50 native languages uh and 50 is a little bit too much because we make maybe revenue out of 20 or 25 languages but um still like it's it's like we make maybe 10 percent of the revenue from english-speaking countries or 15 and the rest is from other languages so awesome. if it would be only in Eng- english it would be um not i mean yeah it would be just 15 percent of the business
0: well, what are you what are you using for the localization, and what are you localizing?
1: Um, yeah, we localize everything. All our apps are localized, nice. like screenshots, everything. I mean, screenshots, source listing, also everything in the app. But I mean, that's a bit special because we are language learned, so we have to translate everything anyway. <laughs> but even if, um, even if, um, what if, uh, if you would make another app, we also have some other apps, and we make at least like. 10 languages it should be is the, the least what we do um, and then what we how, how we do it is yeah we, we just hire people on, on Upwork <laughs> and then um, if they are good then we put them on our Trello board and then we always have them uh, yeah, available so that that if, if we need usually if the app is already out there we just need for new updates we need a few labels to here and there to actually translate and then we can just say, okay, guys, um, we gave you that amount mo- money um, each word, and then these 10, 15 translators start all translating these few sentences. Um, yeah, and then that's it. Oh, and also, we started to um, uh, like to to use a, a new platform um, for the translation. Uh, one, yeah, it's called One Sky app. Mm. Where you can do also a lot of automatic things um, that you like you know i um, we built a little bit uh, because we we have we, we are pretty strong i think technically with these like automation things so um, we, we built like a system where okay if the developer changes anything in the code um, and they create new new labels then it will automatically um, the 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 system the build system will automatically push it to the one sky app and then automatically they translation translators they get a notification okay something is ready to translate and uh, we just started that as well
0: wow that's cool so like what would you say to the listener who's like all right simon i'm in i want to really grow my downloads and i'm going to start localizing how would you what would you recommend to them
1: um in terms of uh the system or or just what what they should do
0: yeah what, where, where should i start i want to localize my yeah, app okay so which country should i start in like should uh-huh. i Find somebody on Upwork. What, what, what recommendation did yeah, you? Yeah, exactly.
1: I I would just go um with the like, for us the strongest languages are um, after English are mm-hmm. German, Korean, Japanese. Uh, yeah, we are we're pretty Asian, so Chinese as well. So mm-hmm. these are the top, and Russian is also pretty strong. So uh, these are the top languages, and then I would just um start yeah hiring on Upwork, hi- and then just uh translate the uh, store listings first. Um. Yeah, and I think that was mentioned before in other podcasts that like, okay, first the the store listing, and then if that works, that um you can start with the app with the actual in-app. Though I mean, yeah, for us we we just do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It really depends a little bit on um how much content you have in the app, because I don't I don't really like you know like people from Korea downloading the app and then it's English. Usually, it doesn't really work that well. And then, yeah. also, it drives down the rankings. So, if you are really on budget, you just do the store listing only. But then, I think it should be quick and also translate the whole app. And then, and- yeah, just hire hire them on Upwork. It's not that... And then, just, yeah, of course, take the people with good rankings and, yeah, uh, not not like... Oh, yeah, was also really important is send them the context, like the screenshot and everything. Because if you just send them the labels, they don't really... They, they, it doesn't really fit in the app. So, you know what I mean? Like, they have yeah. to know what the app is about. I see. Of course. The,
0: the what was I going to say? Do you, do, do you get an editor? I know other people have said in the podcast previously, we're like, oh, I'll find somebody on Upwork and then I'll hire an editor just to make sure that the person that did it was the right translation. Do you do any of that? Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, okay, we, we are a language-loan app, so we have to be really high standard quality. So right. we actually do two. We do one translator and then we do a like we also have to do the recording so the recorder also checks the translation again because that's also the native speaker. now we have also two two more people to actually review the other two so we have in total four for each language but i think for just for the to- if you just do localization two is enough but right. yeah two is, is nice because then uh yeah you obviously can check the errors of the other
0: i love it Simon. anything i missed that so you want to make sure we cover before i hit the big finish
1: uh, no, I think. I'm, oh, yeah. I just want to recommend your service because yeah. we did. Uh, um, as I said, like we are strong in, in Google ISO, uh, but not as strong as in iOS ISO. And then we hired you for for a few months, and then yeah. you drove our downloads really. Uh, I think in one app it was like a sixty percent download and fifty percent revenue growth. So that was amazing.
0: That's awesome. Man. So well, thank you. For that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, Simon, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. Besides all of your awesome Ling apps, give us one other app we should definitely check out.
1: Yeah, so what I really love is the Dropbox Paper app, and I use it for just taking notes whenever. I, right now, I have a Dropbox Paper sheet in front of me, just take notes, and nice. um, it's, it's just uh, really nice because you can also uh, synchronize with other uh, people, and I also share with my team, so we have some knowledge base where we put everything that we know in that Dropbox paper and it's totally free. So
0: it's is very that, nice. Like a Google Doc type of thing? Like what is what is it?
1: Yeah, it's we previously we used Google Docs, but then it's more like you can more um organize your files better. So that huh. and then you can also like do tags and search by tax and stuff and all that you can't really do in Google Docs. So that's why we moved ahead it moved away from Google Docs. But uh, yeah you can do also a lot of nice format formations um, you know format formatting things and all of that. So that's really cool i like it man and is of course like, yeah you can also you have also like uh what is that it, um sync live synchronization so you can work on one file uh like
0: have you tried notion
1: uh i don't think so actually is okay. it also
0: i don't know i feel, feel somewhere similar but where it's like yeah you can do some really neat things and then it's a great place to store all your knowledge base but i haven't i don't we don't oh, use it yeah, okay. we still yeah. we still use google stuff
1: yeah, yeah, that looks pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. that looks quite nice as well. <laughs> we <probably> <laughs> I like it, brother.
0: What's a lesson? Could be business or personal that took you the longest to learn?
1: Um, yeah, the so longest to learn was that uh, I'm I'm a pretty frugal guy, let's say. <laughs> Me too. And I, I don't <laughs> I don't like to spend money, and then often what I did was um, getting like some hacks to not pay. A, for subscriptions. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then it took actually more time, a lot of time to actually (laughs) like create like 10 accounts, you know, to not pay for it for like 20, $30 for a month for a subscription. So I did a lot of that in the past. And now I, (laughs) I learned that I just pay, I should pay a little bit
0: more to save time. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. And the apps are called Ling languages. So you just want to, if you want to check it out, go to ling-app.com. Simon, if the audience wants to follow up with you in any way, do you want to send them anywhere else?
1: Um, yeah, you can just either send me an email, simon at solutions.com or on Facebook. Just search my name and then just, you know, uh, get in touch with me. If if you want, if you go to Thailand, share my and... Thailand, uh, let me know. Then I yeah can show you around. That's awesome, Simon.
0: Well, Simon, th- <laughs> congrats on all your success, brother. G- say hi to your wife yeah. for me. I love hearing the success story of all that stuff. So congrats on all the success, man. Thank you so much for coming on and waking up early in Thailand, doing this with me. Thank you so much, Steve. Yeah, it was really a pleasure. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you on the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.